Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. With me here today to work on that financial freedom is one of my newest mentors, Mr. Scott Van Ostrin. Welcome to the show, Scott. Hey, thanks. Oh, well, you know, it's interesting. You've been uh, a member for a long time. You've been helping people, as we know it, without being a paid mentor for a long time. And uh, what's it different? How's it different being on the team now officially compared to just being one of the members who's helping other members all the time? Uh, you know, it's uh, providing a little more structure in my life. I definitely have to uh, carve out a little more time. Before, it was almost like either uh, friends or, or people that I met along the way would say, hey, can you help me with something? And so it was very sporadic, but I was happy to do it anytime somebody asked. And uh, now that we've made it official and we have our vast uh, members out there that know that it's my job to help them, I get a lot more phone calls, and I'm a little bit uh, busier doing that, but it's been a lot of fun. Have you gotten any uh, feelings of satisfaction from it yet? Yeah, so, you know, probably the biggest uh, one that, that is brewing, and it should come to reality, I think, next week. I have a member who I actually met his wife on my first road trip back in 2000. When did I join? I guess it was in 2007. And they became uh, very large investors with me. I've done seven deals uh, over that time, and they are in six out of seven of those deals. Uh, Roger has been running a family business, which the family has chosen to sell, and the buyer realized his position and, and knowledge of the business. So they have uh, retained him for 12 months, and my goal is to help him in those next 12 months come up with two projects of his own so that we can officially retire him from the working world, and he will be living on uh, his income off of real estate from that point forward. The first of those deals, we I actually started mentoring him on it before I was an employee, and uh, now it's it'll be the first 164-unit deal that I'll close, and it's just he and one other person that are buying that deal in Beaumont. So uh, looking forward to that one coming to fruition next week. You know, looking here at uh, your accomplishments so far, you've gotten a lot done in the first 60 days here. It's really uh, quite a bit of work that you've accomplished. Three deals that are going to close, 220 units and one 164 unit, uh, two couples up and running us passes. And you already Actually, I added a third uh, yesterday. Actually, I oh, added a third you? person yesterday, that number. Yeah, since I typed that for you. Okay. And, so, and uh, then, uh, yeah, then helping. the next. Go ahead. Tell us about. Let's go with that one. For, tell us about helping couples as passives. What kind of mentoring you know, goes into mentoring a passive? 
So, uh, you know, the progress that we put people through here, they meet with someone before me, and that person essentially tells them, this is what you need to do to get started in the first 30 days. And it's really an educational process. You know, some of these people may have experience investing uh, in the stock market or, you know, trying to build their own portfolios in their 401ks or whatever, but it's a little bit different scenario. And unless you've really started a business or run a smaller business, I don't think you have the level of knowledge in, in all facets of the business as we attain here at Lifestyles, because even as a passive investor, we really encourage them to be very involved, understand how to read the numbers, and understand, more importantly, how to ask questions if there's something in those numbers that are maybe a little bit off. And so, we, we emphasize the education up front. Once they get through that 30-day indoctrination, it includes some video learning, uh, coming to some road trips so they can start to learn some of the lingo and, and what we're talking about. Uh, then they come to either Curtis or I here in Houston, and and we start to map out for them what is it that you're trying to do. Do you want to buy a 20-unit deal by yourself or a 40-unit deal by yourself? Are you employed, you're happy, and you're just trying to look for a better way to invest your money as a passive? And we start to map out you know, how we're going to take them from where they are to where they want to be in five years. It's really uh, goal setting and financial planning for them. And um, what kinds of questions do they come up with? It's just, you know, as you, as you speak, is, is there, let me ask you, the, let me rephrase the question. Is there a pattern to it? I know when I was consulting, there were always patterns. You know, there was maybe five or ten different things people would want to do, and they'd pick one or two of those patterns. Do, do you find that? Yeah, I would say so. And I've seen several different things. So my first person I met with actually had five single-family houses that he had purchased on his own before finding lifestyles. And he heard a better way on the ra- from the radio show on how he could be doing what he's doing and decided to come and join up and, and uh, get a little deeper in things. He had a pathway. He thought when he came to me, he actually came to me for multifamily counseling. But as I looked at what he was doing and what his goals were, I realized that he knew what he was doing in single family. And we certainly have plenty of members who have gone from one to, I don't know what our top is. I think I heard somebody has 50 or maybe even 100 uh, single families out there. And they've got an unbelievable system for how to run those things. And I realized that this guy, for what he wanted to achieve, he was already halfway there. And I said, I could. I don't know single family, but I can tell that you could be where you want to be in a year just by doubling down on what you've already done and with uh, what he told me the, the money he had to invest was. I said, I think it'll take you longer to get there, going the multifamily route, but I'll be happy to take you there if that's really what you want to do. And uh, made him rethink what he wanted to do. And, and uh, so that was one thing that happened. The common thing, I think, is passive investors who are trying to figure out how to juggle getting involved with lifestyles while working in the job that they enjoy and is, you know, paying for them, themselves and their lifestyle as is. And these are always conservative people. They're like-minded as we are. They're just looking for a better way to do uh, kind of what they're already doing. And I really find myself emphasizing to them that I call this a contact sport. And that is you've got to get involved. You've got to get to our events and meet other people doing it because they will accelerate your ability to get involved in deals, to do your own deal, whatever it is that they're trying to do. And the three people that I can reference uh, that are already up and running as passives and are uh, going to be closing on their first deal uh, within maybe by the end of this month, I think. Um, Those are people that took that advice, and they started showing up at the road trips, the uh, case studies. They started shaking hands, meeting people that were doing deals, and uh, got caught up in it very quickly. 
Now, one of the themes that I ran into, and I don't know if we run into this as much anymore, and you've only been here 60 days, so maybe you haven't been through a large enough cycle yet to see this happening. But one of the themes I used to run into all the time, Scott, is somebody would come to me and say, you know, I want to do single family, but then they went on a road trip, and the week next week they'd call me back. You know, I just changed my mind after seeing what I saw on the road trip. I want to do multifamily. And, you know, the, a week later they say, I want to start out as a passive. And, you know, a week after that they come back and say, now, you know what, after seeing this, I think I can do this too. I want to be an IRO, uh, you know, and then they'll come back and say, you know what, I'm looking for these smaller deals. I think I'm just going to go ahead and go up to be an, you know, uh, a lead investor. Have you run into any vacillations yet? Uh, yeah, the one that I'm working on, they actually came in to be passives, but they're uh, retired, and they have seen enough now where they're going, you know what, we could do, and we have the money to do a 40-unit deal on our own. Maybe we should start doing that, because they're, uh, they were kind of being picky, which uh, I don't blame them for it. It's probably not a bad idea on who they invested with, and, and that cycle takes time to understand what makes a good partner for your specific situation, and finding somebody that has the same goals or is on the same track that you are. And uh, yeah, so they're swinging back around now, and we started talking about them just doing their own deal, and part of that actually was me telling them, look, I've already got two people that are buying 20 units, and this has just happened in the last you know, 45 days. So uh, they realized that that could happen a little faster. And uh, and I think you know sometimes you just got to push people off a cliff a little bit once they get to the edge. And uh, so I, I think those that couple will, will go that way. But uh, all the other cycles, yeah, I don't think I've been around quite long enough to see the transition that you have in 27 years or however long you've been doing this. Well, the next one is um, a more difficult question. Um, You've done some due diligence so far? Yeah, we actually uh, did a deal uh, Monday, 10 days ago now, um, for a guy. He's actually out of Central Texas, uh, but the deal is in El Campo, which actually falls in our Houston uh, territory. So it came to me. Uh, we went on site and didn't know I had never stopped in El Campo. I've driven through it on my way to fishing trips down on the coast, but I've never stopped there. So I got to go down there for a day. They had done a nice job of pre-shopping the market. We walked all the units, uh, had some contractors there looking at everything to decide how much work needed to be done on it before going in so they knew how to properly budget for any uh, deferred maintenance and things like that to get the thing off to a good start. And uh, actually, I just got a text from him two minutes before we got on air here, and he wants to talk this afternoon. He's redone his business analysis, and he wants me to take a look at it and kind of play devil's advocate on what he's missed and whether I think the deal will still work or not. Well, I think that's probably a good place to take a break. We'll pick that up on the other side. Also, when we come back, not only will we discuss this guy's due diligence, let's discuss saying yes or no to deals when people come to you with them. We'll be right back with Scott Van Ostrin, the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. You're listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will be right back with more life-changing principles in just a few minutes. Lifestyles Unlimited is the real estate investor education and mentoring group that has been taking people by the hand and teaching them how to invest in real estate for over 25 years. Our students have been so successful at creating wealth and passive income that they've won local, state, and national investor of the year awards 10 of the last 10 years. It's easy to see why Think Realty Magazine named us the best in the U.S. If you're ready to add real estate to your portfolio, go to lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com to access our free live training event schedule. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. 
Welcome back to Dell Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today is uh, Mr. Scott Van Ostrin. He is the latest, newest, uh, most current multifamily mentor out of the Houston market area. Scott's been with the Lifestyles for a long time, owns seven apartment complexes, is going after a few more right now, and has been helping people diligently even before he was on the mentoring team. So, Scott, I'm going to ask you probably the hardest question I ask any mentor. And I, I don't know if 60 days is enough for you to come up with a relevant answer, but maybe just your eight years of helping people's friends throughout Lifestyles may give you a good sense of where I'm going with this. And that is, when I bring new mentors, and I say, how, you know, how do you grade yourself as a mentor? And it's really difficult because, you know, you say, well, I want to grade myself that no one ever has a failed deal. And you can err on that side by saying, okay, I'm just going to say no to everything. The easiest thing for a mentor to do is to say no to everything. Uh, you'll never be wrong. No one will ever come back at you and say, hey, you were, you, man, you were wrong on this one. I lost my butt. Uh, on the other side, we have the other kind of mentors, Scott. Uh, we have a few of these guys that are just, um, I don't come up with the right word for it, so it's not insulting. Uh, they're, they really, 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 really want to help you get what you want to the point where maybe they're not using enough of their own personal um, mm, conservativeness to stop them from making a yeah, restraint and, and being able to say, yeah, look, I know you really want this. I know this one really, you know, you really like this, but there's quite a few things that, you know, the red flags go up, the hair in the back of my neck's going up. This just doesn't seem like the right deal for you. Um, you know, there's that balance in the middle where 99% of the people you put through deals end up doing good ones. The other 1% are people that don't listen to how to do it once you tell them how to do it. Uh, that's the perfect. And then the, the final indicator is, okay, how many people have I retired and made millionaires out of? That's a good that's a good scorecard. And how many people that I've consulted have become National Apartment Association winners? So I haven't had this conversation with you yet because you've been so busy since you got here, and I've been so busy the last couple of weeks also. Have you thought about any of those parameters or constraints as to how you would grade yourself personally as a consultant? Wow, I really haven't thought of that. You know, you hit on a lot of things there that I have seen in 60 days, and I've thought about in 60 days, but I hadn't thought about the overall kind of what do you want your legacy to be uh, deal in, in this uh, in what I'm doing now. Um, I can tell you that when I am working with people, and I've done this, and this is part of the lifestyles culture that we try to kind of push through, and when if, if you talk about people who are doing exactly what we're doing, syndicating deals, buying deals, whatever, outside of lifestyles, so many times, I was in this conversation yesterday, those guys make all their money up front on fees and things for putting the deal together, and they really don't have a vested interest in what the long-term success is of any particular deal. Because we invest in every deal that we do, in addition to taking other people's money, I really look at this, and, and Curtis does a great job in the multifamily orientation session of talking about the family office, and it's kind of a new thought that he put in my head, and really figuring out how to maximize my net worth and, in effect, grow it. And so I look at every deal that way, whether I'm in it or not in it now that I'm a mentor. And so the two smaller deals uh, that I've mentored people on, they were no-brainers. And, and when I mentioned before, sometimes you got to give them a little shove off the cliff. That's what these were. They were first deals uh, for these folks. But 
But when I looked at them, it was like, guys, if you don't make a decision and do this, I got 20 other people behind you that I know will do this today. And, uh, and then they eventually jumped and they're going to be great. Um, the 164 yeah, unit by the deal. Way, by the way, Scott, Scott, I just want to share with you, just so you have the vernacular that I use in the two-day, I call yep. that the cattle prod mood. You know, there you go. What do you do with someone that won't take action? Hit them with a cattle prod. And what is that? And I used to say it all the time. I say, if you don't do this, I'm going to do it, or I'm going to give it to somebody else, but we're not going to let this one get away. So I've always called that yep. the cattle prod move. Okay. Sorry to cut you uh, off. Keep 100. on going. The 164-unit deal was one that we had to finesse a little bit. We had to do a little deeper analysis. It wasn't so obvious a good deal. Um, and we, we had to work it a little bit before we came to grips. Unfortunately, Roger, having run his own business and being in six of my deals uh, so far, he's very smart, very good at, at analyzing the numbers. And uh, and we got through that, but it took a little bit of work. Then that brings us to the, the one that I'm working on this afternoon, which is the out-of-town deal. Um, this one it doesn't help that it's not in the Houston market where I've been act, uh, you know, active for 10 years now, and I pretty well know the submarkets and things like that. This one I had to do a little homework on. And when he first brought back his initial analysis, I found some things that I thought he was trying to favor the deal a little too much. And I did have to pull him back and say, you know, my job is to keep you out of a bad deal. And here are the concerns that I have. He's gone back and massaged some of that. We've gotten a more firm loan quote, which can substantially affect the deal. And so we're going to take another run at it this afternoon. So I have seen a little bit of the spectrum, I guess, in how deals develop. I haven't had a deal yet. Uh, we had one on a uh, acquisition road trip that a few people were pretty heavy on. And I did. Uh, we didn't get very deep into it, but I came out on the acquisition road trip, and I said, this deal's too rich. There's not enough upside to this deal to make it worth our while. And uh, we and we pulled a couple people off of that deal. Um, but fortunately, we didn't get all the way down to due diligence and get everybody's hopes up to invest it in the deal. But that's, that's the biggest problem, is sometimes you get people that are doing first deals, and they're emotionally invested in them, and it's hard for them to let go. And, and that's where I do see my kind of position here is to make sure that people don't get a little too anxious, uh, lose some patience, and make sure the good deal comes along. Because it took me nine months before I got my first deal under contract, and I was completely walking the gray line between unemployed and self-employed for those nine months. So uh, I was definitely anxious, and Emory, uh, Jacob, had to hold me back from doing a bad deal at that time. So I've never forgotten that. Yeah, and I remember the, during your rise and so forth, you were you have an interesting personality. Your personality fears nothing, but yet you're very analytical. And I've had conversations with you in you know after hour conversations where it's been like, man, the world's coming to an end, and we better be careful. And then I've had other conversations with you. You know what? I'm going to go do something way out here over in left field that we've never done before because I just think it's interesting and it might it might really pay off. So you you've got a lot of uh, versatility in your personality for being able to consult people. I want to ask you the next question though, and that is this: um, about a year ago, maybe six months, I can't remember. Time flies, you know. Last couple of months have gone very quickly. But we were sitting over G. Alexander's one day, and you were kind of like, you were kind of pulling back, saying, you know, I don't know. I'm really kind of at the point where I might not do any more deals, and uh, I might just start buying partners out and, and, you know, changing my position more like yours, Del, where I own less stuff, but more of it. And then 
I'm looking at your 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 workup for today, and man, you got like one new deal you just closed, and two more deals you're going after. What did you do? Did, did consulting change? In fact, we got to go to a break, so I don't want you to answer this until after the break. But I'm just wondering, did you take some new Gojo juice, or you take it? Are you on new vitamins, or was helping other people got you back out there going? Man, the market really is good right now. Let's get going. So let's hold that one back. If you guys want to ask Scott a specific question, our number is eight seven 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 eleven fifty two eleven. I will leave the phone lines open during the break, and when you get in, we'll bring it up right up when we come to the next segment. We'll be right back with Scott Van Austin and the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. You're listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will be right back with more life-changing principles in just a few minutes. The largest wealth and passive income expo in the country is coming to Texas Saturday, April 14th. Join thousands of top investors and expert wealth educators. Pick from topics like passive income, retirement, asset protection, tax-free income, finding, fixing, and funding houses and apartments. Get your path to retirement in just one day. Go to wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com. Gain one-on-one access to hundreds of industry experts, realtors, lenders, property and asset managers, apartment owners, national real estate syndication and trade professionals. Come shake hands with your retirement partner. Use promo code EXPO18 and get in for just $10. Meet national radio host, multimillionaire real estate investor, and mentor to the top award-winning investors in the country, Dell Walmsley. Use promo code EXPO18 to get your all-access pass for just $10. Wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com. Meet featured speaker Brian Tracy, top-selling author of over 70 books, personal success and performance expert, along with Marcus Luttrell, the lone survivor, best-selling author and former United States Navy SEAL who received the Navy Cross and Purple Heart for his actions during Operation Red Wings. Your path to retirement in just one day. Wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com. Use promo code Expo 18. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today is Scott Van Ostrin, uh, the Houston multifamily mentor. And Scott, uh, before we left, I left you a question here that was uh, basically, hey, six months or a year ago, you were taking your foot off the gas and starting to pump the brakes. And now all of a sudden, you've got it shifted into high gear here. What's going on? Tell us what has changed. You know, the uh, I think I've heard you use this phrase, and it's very true. The uh, thing that can keep a lot of people away from a great life is having a really good one. And I think uh, when you and I had that conversation, I was having a, a very good life. I, uh, you know, I was always pretty financially conservative. And getting out of college at 21, 22, 23 years old, I would get Money Magazine and read it cover to cover the day it showed up. I'd do all the little worksheets that they put in there on how much money you need to retire and all that sort of stuff. And in my first job out of college, I immediately went after 18% I was donating to the 401k to really get ahead of that thing. I didn't believe Social Security was going to be around, and I wasn't counting on it 45 years later. Um, and I, one of those worksheets, I set a number, how much I needed to retire. And a couple of years ago, we refinanced my first two deals, and I had to sit down. I only redo my personal financial statement or really look at all that stuff when they make me to get a loan done. And I redid my uh, deal, and I went, you know what? I'm over my number. Now what do I do? <laughs> it's like, do I quit? Or I'm too young, really, to, to totally quit. But, you know, these things will keep throwing off cash flow for as long as I keep them. And I thought, 
now's the time to start focusing on the lifestyle issues and stop worrying about money. Uh, so I really didn't have a need for more deals. I didn't need them to feed my ego. I didn't need them to feed my, my family uh, or anything like that. And I also, at that same time, two years ago, I had my first two. I have twins, and uh, there will be juniors in college in a couple of weeks here. Uh, but they got into college, and I realized it didn't hurt me as bad as I expected it to. Um, having that extra money going out. Uh, so uh, so I really, I, I was wondering what I do next. What, what do I do for an encore? And uh, at some point, and this really uh, leads into why I'm at Lifestyles now, back around New Year's, I'm not a big New Year's resolution guy, um, but I had said, you know what, I need to recommit. And it just so happened about that time, uh, a deal kind of fell into my lap. That's the one I did back in April. And about the same time, John Ridgway came to me and said, hey, I'm moving up to support this national effort that Lifestyles is going to have. You're taking my job. <laughs> and I don't know if you know this, but I turned him down twice uh, when he came to me. No, I didn't and know that. <laughs> yeah. And then he eventually sick Curtis on me. And, and you do know that Curtis and I started in the Galleria pretty much together about the same time. So we used to have lunch once a week and compare notes and help each other out. And uh, we haven't been doing that. He's gotten busy doing his thing and, and doing the, the lifestyle mentor thing as of, I don't know, 18 months or two years ago when he took this job. And uh, I got to doing my deal. And Curtis called me and said, come on, man, it'll be like old times. I need your help. So uh, he's the one that really convinced me to, to take the position. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's just been a, a recommitment. And, um, and at the same time, I'm doing more of the things that I know that I used to enjoy helping people people, attending road trips, things like that. I had kind of fallen off the map uh, for the lifestyles uh, things for a while there. And it's gotten me reinvigorated, reinvolved, and uh, and deals are coming to me. So it's not like I'm really out there looking for them. It's just that being more active again, things kind of pop up. And I just have my eyes open and, you know, decide which ones you want to do. Absolutely. Now, I'm going to throw another curveball at you along those same lines. And I'm going to put words in your mouth, which I know is unsanitary, but uh, I'm looking at it from this point of view. About the time that all this came about, you found this deal out east back where you used to live, and it was a good excuse for you to go visit your family and friends from the past. Um, we started really taking off nationally at Lifestyles. We started doing deals all over the country. And then the concept came to us for the first time ever that, you know what, all of these years people have been coming from all over the country to come to Texas to buy. And we own quite a few properties in Texas. I don't know what percentage. I'm not going to even guess what percentage. I don't know how many units. I'm not even going to guess. But it's a lot of properties and a lot of units. And we thought about you know, what we're doing now is that we've we've created a very sophisticated base of investors in all of Texas. And then we started thinking, what would it be like to take the money and the sophistication and the experience that we have accumulated in this group and take it to some podunk town that has no money, no sophistication, no nothing? or without being insultive, at least they have less experience than we do. And to be able to throw that, these properties and these markets outside of the Texas market area. And uh, you nailed one, 
We've had four or five others that got nailed in the last couple of months. And all of a sudden, I think what you're going to start seeing, in fact, I've already seen it, is that instead of people coming to road trips in Houston, people are flying out of Houston and Dallas and San Antonio and going to Michigan and going to Detroit, Michigan and going to Atlanta, Georgia and going to Phoenix and going to, uh, you know, all these different places we have these deals. And they're now saying, we've opened up a new can of worms here, Scott. And I think you see that. I think you're feeling that. And I think that might have been part of the reason you got invigorated again. Absolutely. So, uh, and you're absolutely right. My wife and I, our first two and a half years that we were married, we lived in Cincinnati, Ohio. When she got out of grad school, that was where her best opportunity was. So we moved there for a little while uh, before we moved back to Houston. And beginning of last year, I had went on a big junk mail uh campaign. And so I started unsubscribing to all these things that creep into your mailbox over time from signing up for various things. And I was sitting on the couch with a, uh, a football game or something on. She was on the other end of the couch doing whatever she was doing on her laptop. And I was unsubscribing and deleting all this junk mail. And one of the things that happened, ARA, which is one of the big brokers here in town, and they are national, uh, had gotten bought by Cantor Fitzgerald. And when that happened, I had been on their website and I had set preferences. So I only got deals in the Houston metropolitan area. At the time that I started doing this, I said, why would anybody have to leave a city like Houston? There's so much opportunity here to do any of this. And I had a stated rule that if I couldn't drive to it and be home by the end of the day, I didn't need to own it. So uh, anyway, as I'm sorting and, and I didn't batch delete, I was just hitting delete, 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 scrolling through the subject lines. This Cincinnati deal pops up. And I went, huh, and I clicked on it. And I very quickly, from looking at so many deals, sized up that if this was in Houston, Texas, it was a no-brainer, and it would sell for a lot more than the price was on this uh, posting that I saw. And so, yeah, I asked my wife, what do you think about buying this deal out of town? And we've got a business excuse to go fly up there a couple times a year and see all those friends that we left behind 20 years ago when we came back to Houston. And she said, well, whatever you want to do, if you want to manage it, I said, but it means that I've never had to do this, but I'm probably going to be gone at least one night a month going up there just to make sure everything's still running right. And she said, yeah, that's fine. You know, our, our two girls were out of the house by this time, and we just have one kid left there. And so things are manageable. If you think it's right, do it. So we ended up doing it. Um, I went to my three uh, kind of largest investors that have long-term vision, and I said, guys, it's a little bit of a flyer, but will you back me on this deal? And they were all in. And we did the deal. It's been phenomenal. The uh, We've owned it since August of last year. We are on pay to return 19% cash on cash in our first year of ownership. We're in an interest-only period, so things are obviously cash flowing really well, but it's a 55 and over high-yield play uh, property, not not a uh, value play that we're having to fix up. And we kept the same management group intact. It was uh, it was running really well, so I saw no reasons to shake things up up there. We put in a little bit of CapEx, and we're making it even more efficient so that when the principal kicks in, our cash on cash probably won't have to dip We'll just uh, cover it with our increased rents that we're getting out of this place. So uh, that's a great place. Uh, I was actually up there about three weeks ago, I guess, and they really wanted one of my investors, who is from Battle Creek, Michigan, found uh, Lifestyles on the radio show and came down here to invest. They wanted him at the Detroit road show that you guys had about three weeks ago, and he couldn't be there. So I got to go up and be surrogate and help out and really kind of tell his story and how we met down here. And now we're investing in other markets up there. And I got to tell you, uh, JB Data Durham, 
had a phenomenal presentation and not only walking around Detroit, we were staying downtown, walking the streets at 1030 at night from a restaurant that we went out to the night before the event. And I went into Detroit with a bad attitude and walked away completely changed. They've got a lot of metrics that look really good up there, and I think they are probably uh, pretty well poised to, to have some great things going on. And we have members, as as you said, that found the show. Uh, most of them came down to Dallas since it was the closest place to fly into or drive to and uh, did their, their studies. They invested in some deals there, and now they're doing deals in and around Detroit, Michigan. Um, but we're going to take that as a place. That we're going to take a break right there, Scott. When we come back, we'll finish up on Detroit and the other national stuff that you've been working on. We'll be right back with Scott Van Austin, the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. You're listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will be right back with more life-changing principles in just a few minutes. What would happen if you didn't show up for work tomorrow? For the next couple of days? For a week? A couple of months? A year? How long until you lose everything you've worked for in a fraction of the time it took to earn it? If this fear keeps you up at night, it's time to learn the strategies we teach at Lifestyles Unlimited. Start with the free workshop. Go to lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com and find your true financial peace, like so many of our members already have. That's lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today is Scott Van Ostern out of the Houston market. He's one of our multifamily mentors there. And uh, Scott, we've been talking about the opportunities here nationwide, how we've really opened up the, you know, the the opportunities by going to all these different cities. <clears throat> However, you uh, had make mentioned that there have been some very favorable metrics in the Houston area market. And uh, why don't you share with us, you know, do you believe in your heart or the people that put out the metrics, do they believe that we've bounced, that we hit the bottom, we're coming back? Yeah, so uh, the large brokers, the ARAs, Marks and Millichap, CBREs, all these guys do quarterly uh, presentations on where they're seeing the market. And some of the metrics that I picked out of those that I think really form a bottom and an upturn in what we're seeing here are, are taking shape, and they seem to be across the board. These guys are all seeing it. Uh, one of the things I have to say, uh, Curtis is chasing a Class A. I know you've got a bucket list that you want to buy a Class A, and I have had conversations with both of you think telling you that you're crazy. Why would you want to go after this when things are so good in the B and C and that's the bread and butter where that's got us where we are for the last 25 years. However, uh, I have a solid B plus property in the Galleria area. And while 18 months ago, I thought there was such a big gap between the rents on that property and the new construction and class A stuff that we were going to be immune to downward pressure from these guys as they've done a great job of overbuilding and uh, really having to deal out huge concessions to get their places filled up. I didn't think we'd feel it at my place there, but we did. And it, it, it's not bad. It's not unbearable, but but we felt it. Now what's happening in this Class A stuff, things that a year ago I was seeing all around me, and I live right in that area too, so I, I watch it. Um, 
things that were 30% occupied and giving three months free on 15 months, it started to firm up. I went and did a, a search on my own after I saw the data come out of these guys, and I looked at all those places on a subscription service that I, I look at, and they're all 70, 75, even 85%. Now, there's a new batch of them coming online now that some of them are below 10% because they've just come online right by my house uh, inside the loop there. But the stuff that I thought was struggling a year ago, it's firmed up. And some of those things have even been able to refinance now that they're above 75%, where usually we think 90% is the magic number on our stuff. So the capital, the banks, agencies, whoever they're financing with, are starting to back these deals again. and it looks like they're they're seeing a bottom. There's one deal on the market right now. Person built it for 175,000. A couple of years ago, before things turned down, they could have sold it for 210, but they were holding out because their goal was 225, 235. Now they've got an expiring loan, and they're going to bail out of it for 185,000 a door. They still made 10,000 a door building that deal, uh, but the person that's buying it firmly believes that in the next five years we're going to see a return, and they're going to be able to sell that for. 225 or something like that within the next five years. So I think the model that you and Curtis have actually been chasing, I've been wrong on it, and I think you guys have had the forward vision a little better than I have. And things like uh, those Class A's, rents are up a couple of percentage points now. The margin between the B rents and the A rents is starting to grow again. I've seen my occupancy growing in the gallery at that project I was talking about. So everything's starting to shape up really well. Yeah, and just for those that are listening for the first time, they're not saying buy a Kaiser apartment complex for $175,000. They're saying one hundred seventy-five dollars to $225,000 per door. That means per unit. Yeah, <laughs> just want to make that perfectly clear. Units. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you know, I was looking at that. I was looking at the one the other day at Class A. I was like, you know, if there's a big difference for a between a syndicator and a and an IRO, and I'm I'm trying to buy it as an IRO. I don't know. I may have to syndicate one just to do one, but I'm trying to do it as an IRO. I'd prefer to do it that way. But the difference is, is that there becomes the depth of cash you can actually come up with. And so you look at these things and say, okay, let's, uh, let's say it's 150,000 a door. That's a decent number. And you know, you got 200 units. That's 30 million dollars, right? But if you got 300 units, that's 45 million dollars. And that's a big difference when you got to put 25% down plus 5% closing costs. You're talking 30% of 30 million compared to 30% of 45 million. That's a hefty difference in what you have to come up with. And so I found that you know I'm not afraid to buy the expensive stuff, but I don't think I could buy the three and 400 unit ones. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. You're talking about a difference of $5 million in those two scenarios that you played out there. That's a lot of cash, a lot of cash to come up with. And it's a situation where I think you're dealing with slightly lower returns than we're used to, you know, on a, on a, year-to-year basis. However, I think there's a big capital gain that's out there at the end of the rainbow for those deals. Well, the other, uh, you know, given, given both of those or neither of those, the way I look at it is this. Ten years from now, Class A's will be Class A minus or Class B plus, and they will be the center of the market. No doubt, they will be building properties. They're going to be, you know, selling like you say, two hundred, two hundred fifty thousand door. People will be paying three thousand bucks a month to rent. It's going to happen. There's no doubt about it. It's going to happen. And so, if you think about it, 
when I first got in, Scott, I was buying 60s and 70s construction. I thought 70s were really cool. Now, see, I got started in 87, 88, 89, that area. So I was buying stuff in the 70s and thought, man, this stuff's only 10 years old. This is not bad. Uh, by the time I'd been in it 10 years, I was buying stuff in the 70s and started buying stuff in the 80s. And I thought 80s construction was like, wow, Class B stuff. This is incredible. This is unbelievable. But, man, we're, we're now talking about 2017. I mean, that stuff is now, like, dead. It's 50, 60 years old. Somewhere those buildings have to wear out and give up and go away. So, Scott, I want to appreciate you coming on the show today. Thank you for coming on. And thank you for being a mentor, even though you turned us down twice. It's been a lot of fun. <laughs> all right. Thanks a lot. And for the rest of you out there, remember this. Scott, myself, and all other Lifestyles members are not doing this just for some money. We're doing it for a lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. Listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation. Information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.